Okay. We're rolling. You hear yourself all right? Howdy, folks. <laughs> so, um, we recently got a, because uh, I do go read the reviews that we li- that we get on the iTunes page, uh-huh. just because, I don't know, I do. And uh, someone, the, a recent one that was on there said, uh, they're very complimentary of the podcast, talking about how much they liked it. But the funny part was that they said, I've listened to enough episodes now. I can understand Jordan in one take. I don't have to rewind it and go listen to it back anymore. Well, that's good. They get your <laughs> listens up if they have to go back and because you don't have subtitles on the podcast. <laughs> you just made me laugh. Let that's, me let me try to pronounce better this time. Articulate. Well, they said they're getting better. Oh they man. Said, they said they're getting. They said they can. They get it in one take. Does that mean I'm talking more understandably, or does that mean no? That, that means they've listened to you enough that they can pick up on your rare non-common heard dialect of the english language that is specific to you mississippian sure but we're all from mississippi too and they didn't say they had a hard time understanding me scott countyan (laughs) i just thought that was funny raised in the sticks something like that but anyhow um another uh preface before we get into what we're talking about today jordan caught a uh hellacious sinus infection while we were elk hunting in new mexico and he still i did not catch it it caught me it caught you and held you down for a little while yeah it whooped my booty but uh so yeah if jordan sounds a little bit different or if he goes to hacking up a lung just a forewarning you know what's causing that yeah he's not smoking a pack of marlboros while we're recording this he's just (laughs) see there it is (laughs) um no so uh tailed off from elk season uh wrapped that up last week i mean we do have that gun hunt we gotta go but as far as archery season and what we're doing with i hadn't got a chance to listen to it yet yeah y'all did it while i was up in the bed with my sinus infection we did it while you should have been awake yeah if you were awake you would have heard it but i've gotten text messages saying y'all were throwing some shade we're just telling the truth about what happened about my performance there was not any inaccuracies in what was stated i will i will stake my name on that well my performance was subpar yeah that's what we said (laughs) that's what we said (laughs) we didn't say anything that wasn't true you know we did an episode about what about a month ago we were talking about how you had to be mentally prepared more than anything right and i said i hope i was yeah i wasn't you said you you (laughs) said i just feel like it's not gonna happen i'm gonna what you got i mean it ended up all right if you get enough opportunities eventually you'll hit one (laughs) not shoot a foot over the back (laughs) well i mean it's not like a we'll never know i mean you could speculate i probably well actually you could probably could do the math with what your pen was rolled down to you could probably figure where it would have been height wise and figure out whether or not you actually made a good shot. Oh, I know I, I know left and smoked him. And of course you think that. I know left and right you were good. Oh yeah. I just don't know about your up and down. Let's see, he was thirty three yards. I shot him for seventy, so if you go halfway down hey, I would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. Because, you know. I killed a tree. You killed no, uh, you you centered that tree. I don't think I killed the tree though. You did I, not kill the tree. Yeah anyhow so yeah no we didn't say any i mean i guess we could have like left that out if you would rather us no that's i mean if i'm trying to build my credibility up as a bow hunter i want people to know i suck (laughs) (laughs) they need to know hey it's like a uh 
It's like, a, you know, hey, this happened to me. Don't let it happen to you. Check, check your sights. Check if you, you have an, if you have an adjustable sight, which, is, again, I still don't. Like, uh, you made me more readily aware. When I was hunting, I, I looked at the my roller, I don't know how many times, making sure it was rolled up yeah. to the top where it was supposed to be. Because I was like, I don't want that happening to me. You know, deer hunting, you I've been shooting an adjustable sight now for like three or four years. Yeah. Deer hunting you have, especially in the afternoons, you know, you're sitting up there. You get the chance to look at everything multiple times because you're bored first hour or two. Yeah. And I normally would have caught that if I'd have been deer hunting, but elk hunting is not that way. No. You're steady walking, and if you're not walking, you're set up on a bull, you know. Yeah. It's it's a, um, it's a, it's a very different change of pace from deer hunting. Yeah. I remember figuring that out, too. It's, it's Everything it's, happens in a hurry. Yeah. You don't have a lot of – um. Yeah, like I said, deer hunting, unless, I mean, unless you're, like, strictly, like, water hole sitting and you sit that hole for hours. Well, that, that'd be the same as deer hunting, you know. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a very, very different change of pace. Elk hunting is its own beast. Yeah. But. It's, it's a very fun experience, but after I killed that one, I actually hit. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of it was pressure off of you for sure. Oh, look, man, I'm telling you, that's like, I think I may have mentioned this in the last one or not. It's like, get me behind that camera <laughs> fast as I can get back there. Yeah, I could, re- like, I can remember um, you had the, you know, the miss and everything. And usually, you know, me and you usually, you know, jab at each other pretty hard. You know, yeah. we're out constantly giving each other crap about something. And I was like, I, Brad Brad even said, he goes, why don't you give Jordan a hard time about that sight rolling business? I said, I am not saying a word. Until it's over. Until it's over. <laughs> I said, I, got, I have a tag, and I, like, I know if I say anything, I will botch that up. I was like, I'm not. I'm waiting. I saw it when I shot the one that I did. I was like, Whew, okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. We can do this. All right. Now, Jordan, how'd you miss that bull? <laughs> okay. To the topic at hand. Uh so elk season, archery elk season behind us. Um obviously a great time. Uh always is, but uh now it is getting dangerously close to deer season. It is. And um what I want to talk about, to, what I wanted to talk about today, um, for especially in the southeast, even though we've done majority of our planting already, a lot of folks down here don't plant until October. Yeah, a lot of people. I had a message yesterday from our buddy Zach. He's starting to plant food plots this week, and he says he's never done that before. So, Zach Young. Don't say his last name. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I was just scared that's who you were talking about. All right, change of subject. Well, not about him. Never mind. He can figure it out. Um, anyhow, so, yeah, food plots. Uh, not Zach, just food plots. Yeah. I'm not helping Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, so we always get, especially this time of year, just this influx of questions. Fertilizer, seed, soil prep, What? Uh, how do I do this? What if I've got, you know, I've got... 40 acres in young pines that i got a spot cleared out for a food plot what should i plant you know stuff yeah. like that you know um and so i think i want to go over some of those questions but i kind of want to first just go into what we do as yeah. far as how we tackle our planting because you know we would still be using the same it's not i mean we do it in early september we get it in the ground before 
we leave for elk, but we'd be doing the same thing if even if we were doing it in October, you mm-hmm. know, and we, the process wouldn't change. Yeah. So as far as soil prep, and I'm talking to you because, like, like here's here's the thing, um, guys that are, you know, y'all are listening out there. Like, I, I'm, I, I firmly believe in not speaking a lot on something you don't know a lot about. And uh, I feel like, I mean, I know a little bit about food plots now, but I'm not going to proclaim that to be my specialty. I've learned more from Jordan in the past three years than I ever have, just because it's not, you know, I've, I mean, we planted food plots when I was growing up, but not like the things we're planting now, yeah. you know? and I was blessed to be able to tinker around with it a lot younger i still don't know a whole lot about the scientific ways of it but i know yeah. the redneck way to yeah get well stuff it's, to come it's up. effective and you know more about it than i do yeah so let's talk a little bit about like soil prep spraying all that yeah i mean if i had to put an emphasis on one thing that really makes a food plot do well and that is soil prep if you've got a really good seed bed for those seeds to germinate in mm-hmm. you're going to have a whole lot more success later on in the year when you you know you're getting that 90 percent germination yeah so the first thing that we like to do is this year we did not get to do it. it's a different year because we have to deal with the flood and a lot of people in south delta are dealing with that yeah for sure we didn't get to spray because we couldn't get in there yeah normally i don't want to spray june june late june to middle of july like even uh, let's pause right there like on the basis of, and I, I know, I would say probably majority of the folks know when you say spray, know what you're talking about. Know, yeah, know what you're accomplishing. But we even have some folks that, you know, have never done that before. Like, all right, y'all say spray. Why are we doing that? Yeah. Like, what's the purpose of the it? The reason you want to spray uh, some type of glyphosate. 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 I yeah. think that's how you say it. Yeah. Uh, is to kill all your grasses that's already in your plot. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, late summer, if you go in there and bush hog it or just disc it under, those grasses have already created a seed head. Mm-hmm. So once you bush hog them, whatever, you're just putting more seed in the ground for that grass to come right back right. up. So what I would recommend doing is either go in there before, you know, your grass starts putting a seed, seed head out and kill it or bush hog it and let, you know, it kind of re come up green up again then spray it yep that way you're killing all that grass and what that grass is is competition for what you're trying to plant right that's the way it had to be explained to me you know like if you never i mean until this was explained to me you know you just kind of the 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 depth of your knowledge of planting goes i put this seed in the ground and it grows yeah but there's more to it than that if you have those grasses in there there is a finite amount of nutrients and stuff a plant needs to grow in that soil and so if you go in there and you spray that and kill that grass that makes it where all the soil all the nutrient availability in that soil is available for what you're trying to plant Mm -hmm. and you can bush hog your food plot and burn it that's you know that's killing all your germination on those new seeds too if you burn them yeah they won't they won't re-come up yeah what what would you is there advantage to more one than the other is it just kind of i mean if you burn it you're cleaning up you know it makes it a lot easier to disc up and stuff if right. you've got the time and ability to do that yeah but it's probably sp- easier just going there and, psh- and spraying's a whole lot easier yeah and less time consuming yeah that's it where like the time constraints we had this year with the river burning would have been completely out of the question no uh-uh. we, yeah. we we couldn't even spray i mean I, we don't know for a fact they're not grass back in them now but that's just what yeah. we had to deal with Didn't, this year yeah. 
and, and that's i mean that's food plots you yeah. never there's a lot there's only so many variables in nature that you can control yeah this year we had to get it done when we could get it done and just couldn't spray we didn't have time right um so you spray get everything killed yep next process disc it yeah well good deep disking you know that's what i like to do is really break up that root bed from your grass and stuff and mm -hmm. allows that moisture to come out and that way the next time i'd like two weeks later after your first disking i'll i want to disc it again yeah. preferably that's what everyone um we get that question all the time or not that's probably one of the ones we get the most yeah. is disking how much do you disc and there's two that we get a lot there's that one and there's the other one we'll get to later mm -hmm. but it's like like do you disc it once do you disc it twice do you you know it's, it's always it, disking related that's really just a i mean a preference deal too i mean like a couple of plots we did this year only just once right because there'd been water sitting there and it was just it broke up really really good yeah you know and then after we dissed we went back and do all yeah and i will say a lot a lot of the uh there's a lot of dependent variables a lot of like how much you have to disc depends on what kind of disc you have yeah it all, <laughs> like, there's so much like, on equipment like, like this year we had outstanding equipment yeah we had that uh amco f17 yeah and that was one like you didn't have to do any of them more than twice some a lot of them you once and if nobody know if somebody doesn't know what amco is it's a disc company they are bad to the bone yeah they are heavy well built i mean and we suckers i think they disc up concrete yeah and we can talk from like this was uh this our second year using amco yep and compared to what we've had in the past and it's made it's made it to where like it's cut down our our time significantly we, of, of the time it takes us to get it done yeah i mean that amco i mean i could talk about it for an hour it's really impressive yeah you know some discs are good discs but they're not heavy like that yeah that sucker will cut yeah some of the ones that you um only had to make one pass on like suit like because i was following behind you and I was like, that was going to take two passes because there was grass everywhere, and that sucker just churned it up. I was yeah. like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> Move the real, along. That's the real deal. Yeah. The Primo Surround View Blind. I feel like in the world we live in now, the word game changer gets overused, but I feel absolutely confident in saying that this blind is an absolute game changer. It's changed the way that we hunt 100%. And now at Primos.com, you can get $50 off 360 and 270 surround views. You don't want to miss this deal. Head on over to primos.com now and check it out. After you, after you get that first disc and if you can go back and disc two weeks later, it'll make it just a really fluffy, you know, good seed bed. Not, here's the deal. You don't want those big clumps in there. Right. Because especially doing what we're doing with brassicas, Yep. if you get them too deep, they're not going to germinate. Right. So if you go back and disc that second time and make a good level, you know, not a whole lot of big cracks and stuff in it, seed bed, you go back. And what we did this year, we went back with uh, fall mix and mm -hmm. fertilize. So your fall mix is a lot of cereal grains in it, mm -hmm. wheat, oats, all that stuff. So you want a half inch, three quarter inch depth right. planting those. Right. And uh, after we put our fertilize in, and fertilize is it's all based on your personal property. I mean, the dirt you're planting, it could even vary for... 300 yards down the road yeah. if you want to get really really in depth with it but oh it absolutely can't what like do you some folks i think like down here everyone goes to co-op buys a bag of triple 13 yeah you know or however many bag x amount bags of triple 13 yeah um 
but they, I know some folks um, fully believe in sending their soil off to get soil tested. Yeah, uh, I it, know. I it know, can definitely save you money. It can save you money, and it can it, it can not only save you money, it can get you more. Like triple thirteen, you might not be giving you what you need. Yeah, you know, you may be missing out. You know, yeah. you don't you're not getting enough of that what you need. Um, I, like I know here in Mississippi, the the Mississippi State Extension Service will do it. Yeah, um, it's not it's not expensive. It's not hard to find and figure out how to do soil tests. There's a bunch of people that offer soil tests online. You just mail in your baggy little baggies, and yeah, they'll send you back a report what your soil needs and what it's lacking and all that. Yeah, I think um, fertilizing is probably underrated like a lot of folks just go you know we yeah. do without if i had to choose if i had the money to buy the best seed in the world but didn't have the money to buy the fertilizer it needed i'd probably go with subpar seed and get the fertilizer i yeah. needed yeah. it makes a difference it's like your truck your truck's not going to run without gasoline your food plants aren't going your food plots are not going to grow without fertilized right to they i mean they will grow but they're not going to get to the best of their ability. full potential yeah and in my mind like fertilizing it's it's not like it's overtly expensive you know compared to what else you whatever else you're doing you know yeah i mean by the time you if you're a land owner or if you're in a lease you're spending a whole lot more money on that lease or paying the notes every month than you are that one time a year you're planting yeah. food plots in my mind is if you're putting that much effort into it, if you're going to hunt it, you might as well make it as good as you can. Yep. You know, get get the most of it that you can. And not only that, I mean, it's it's just, it's, it's enhancing everything. So I, If I had to tell somebody, it, I get asked all the time what kind of, how much fertilizer I need to put out and this kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. I can't tell you a f- number to do, but it doesn't hurt putting out too much. Yeah long as you bury it mm-hmm. that's what we were getting to is after that second disc and we went in and put our seed and fertilizer on the ground then mm-hmm. we came back with a do-all right and if somebody doesn't know what a do-all is it's like a section hair or you could even do it with a big piece of chain link fence we know? used to uh we had a chain link fence one time we had a big cross tie with a rope tied on each end we'd pull from the hitch on the four-wheeler yep. as long as it's not too heavy and yeah. doesn't bury your seed too deep you i mean what's that that's doing what moisture you have left in the soil once you cover it up with a do-all is making that moisture sit under the soil you mm-hmm. hold a lot more moisture that way once you do get a rain yeah and that allows that seed to come up once again in a very good seed bed, good level, not a whole lot of cracks in it. I mean, you, that's what you want. Yeah. Now that leads me to the second, like this. Well, no, honestly, tilling's probably the second most. Disking's probably the second most. The top question I get is in reference to brassicas, mm-hmm. and they either ask just in general, how do we plant them? Or they say we tried to plant them because, it, like, just the the truth about it is, is uh, the past how many, two or three seasons now? We're working on season number three. Three, um, we've been planting the takeout brassicas. I mean, and honestly, it's you can't deny the results of how well they work. You know, I've still got I've got that video on my phone of me walking through them in the cottonwood patch, and it's uh, knee deep. You yeah. know, and uh, last year Jimmy shot rocker, and he pulling brassicas out of the ground you know yeah uh so everyone asks about those for because they work mm-hmm. and uh some some folks be like hey man i planted them 
you know, they're not coming up like they did on y'all. And it's, okay, so tell me what you did. You know, how did you plan them? What did they do? Most of the time, and you probably know what I'm about to say, is they say I planted my fall mix or whatever, I planted my brassicas and I drug it. Yep. And you already know what the problem is with that. We had the same problem last year. Yep. Our do-all was off level. And yeah. It got a little too deep. Mm-hmm. I had to go back and reseed. Yeah. I mean, if you get those brassicas, I don't know the, I don't know the magic number as far as getting them too deep. But I would say over a half inch. If you get them buried more than a half inch, they're going to struggle coming up. Right. Because there's such a small seed to start with. I mean, it's like a poppy seed. You've seen poppy seed chicken. Nebraska seed's about the same size as a poppy seed. Yeah. They're they're tiny, tiny. And that's that's uh, explain that to people. Um, and it makes sense to them. I said, that if you you know you get them too deep, they just won't come up. Yeah, they ain't yeah. got the horsepower like a wheat seed does. Yeah. Um, and then – the other often the this is i mean it's not funny i can laugh at it because it's happened to us before say you're planting fall mix wheat whatever and you have your cedar set on that and then you pour a bag of brassicas in there mm-hmm. open that thing up start driving you make it about 30 yards and it go you don't it, have a really good thick spot of brassicas <laughs> but they're not gonna last very long you're looking at you know eight pounds of brassicas is what i recommend per acre mm-hmm and that's a whole bunch of brassica seeds. Yeah. If you put eight pounds an acre of wheat seed, you wouldn't be able to see a wheat seed. No. We're doing, you know, wheat, I'd say 60 to 100 pounds an acre. Right. Recommended. Some people do more than that, but since we're planting brassicas, we don't. Yeah. Wheat, I'm saying wheat as in our fall mix. Right, because you know, our fall mix has a lot of wheat in it. Yeah, it's like 80%, 60 or 70, I don't know. It's a bunch of wheat in it. Right. That's the but, base of it. Yeah. But that's the biggest thing, like, Getting your seed too deep will kill you. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it won't germinate. It won't come up. It'll yeah. it'll come up eventually, but it's just gonna struggle. You're right. never gonna have the plants that you desire to have. Right. You're not gonna have those big, leafy. You know. Yeah, they're gonna know. struggle because they're trying to like push through a inch of dirt. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like this year, we just drug it and then overseeded it with brassicas and yep. carried on our merry way and. If you're planting strictly fall mix, you know, it's got brassicas in the fall mix, I'd half inch maximum depth. Yeah. I'd I'd bury it. Yeah. I even had going back to disking, um, Will and Brad were talking about they've had folks sometimes they'd they had disked so many times that they got the soil so soft that just when they broadcasted it was going too deep because the soil was so fluffy. Yeah, I mean if you especially if you have a really fluffy uh seed bed and you this broadcast on top and say okay that'll be good enough and if you get a heavy rain it's gonna push it too deep mm-hmm. and cover it up yeah you know it's a fine line there between what to do right and getting too aggressive with it one thing that i've learned when it comes to planting is it's just it's kind of i found a lot of things in hunting like this like some folks are just it's like they're intimidated by it mm-hmm. you know they're like i might screw that up like it's just one of those things the more you do it the more you get a feel for it because it, you know you can't sitting right here in this in, you know in this studio you can't tell someone exactly what to do for it to work on their on their place that yeah, you've never seen dirt variety you know what i mean every place is different you know so it, it, there's something you know you can probably get it pretty dang close mm-hmm. but that person would more than likely take your advice try it and go okay that worked really good but i think if i tweak on this yeah. you know i think if i you know Maybe send my soil off, soil off to get tested and get this instead of triple 19, we can do better. Or maybe I think I should have done a third disking because my soil is different than his is. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. You know, uh, if a guy is just wanting to do brassicas, 
here's my recommendation. It may not be right to everybody like we are just talking about. Right. Disc it, fertilize it, cover your fertilizer up till you got a good seed bed, then go back over top and put brassicas. I wouldn't even cover it mm-hmm. if you've got a good fluffy seed bed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't cover our brassicas. No. Yeah, that is, it's, it doesn't work. Because I want them less than a quarter inch deep. Yeah. And if you cover it with anything, they're getting more than that. Mm-hmm. I think um, here's, a, here's a question, uh, a fairly common one. Uh, folks are hunting, you know, a small piece of land, you know, or whatever, and they say, hey, man, I've got a spot cleared for a small food plot. There's a lot of canopy cover. You know, it's not getting that much sunlight. What can I plant? And I'm like, that's hard to get anything to grow. (laughs) Unless you put ryegrass out, then you're not doing much for your deer. Yeah. That's what, well, you know, what I usually tell people, I'm like, you know, typically, uh, you know, when people do like thin out, you know, like a loblolly pine stand, that's all over the southeast. Yeah. They thin it out because, you know, for as far as a wildlife management standpoint goes, they thin it out because the canopy's gotten so dense, sunlight's not hitting the ground nothing to grow there's no browse i like so it's the same you you can't take an environment like that where there's not any browse growing put seed in the ground and expect it to grow it's just like this you like say you throw a tarp on the ground in your yard Mm -hmm. let it sit there for a week you pull that tarp up and your grass is dead Mm -hmm. because it's not getting any sunlight yeah sunlight makes it grow baby yeah uh, it's, it's 100% true. Like, I wish there was a wonder plan, I could tell you. Yeah. But uh, the one thing I have at, I, I, I ask guys sometimes, you you do too, I know that, like, is, is the place you're hunting private land, does it belong to you? Are you in a situation where you can maybe go in there with a chainsaw or something and clear out some trees? Yeah. You know, some small trees where you could get some sunlight in there because that would give you a fighting chance. But So, so here's an example on that. Before I started at Primo's, we leased, I was in a hunting club when I was working at Mossy Oak. We leased from Warehouser, mm-hmm. big timber company. Right. You're not allowed to cut trees. Yeah. But we what we were able to do was limb them. Okay. Not all the way, but, you know, every little bit helps. On the little pine row food plots, mm-hmm. you know, it's not but one row of trees wide. Right. We went in there and cut all the limbs off the edges. That allowed, you know, maybe another hour of sunlight to hit that plot. Mm-hmm. And that helped. Yeah yeah that's that's what i can say because um, i you know you're the same way as i do and if you you know you contact us the primos instagram whatever we're gonna we're not gonna blow smoke we're not gonna go man you put this seat anywhere it's coming up like no, no i would it, it's that's just not how it works it's all about preparation yeah so it's like anything you're not gonna i'm not gonna say you're not gonna be successful killing a mature deer if you just walk in the woods and sit by a tree but your chances go way down whether if besides if you don't go in there and find him and scout him and hunt right. it right you know right yeah so you know little things like that because you know i've i grew up hunting 40 acre tracks you know yeah. and we were at like hey we got a spot for one food plot what do we do you know what's going to grow the best and that what and that's that's what it's all about you know to putting whatever you can do to maximize your efforts and maximize your opportunity and uh there are ways to do that with the with the seed and the food plot methods that we have and even like i said even if you are in a place that's heavily timbered you may not be in a spot where you can have a you know just this big lush food plot but if you can clear out some canopy like you were talking about and you have somewhat of a food plot that's better off than what you were absolutely you know what i mean um that's my take on it anyway you just take the situation you're been gave and 
give it the best you can. Yeah. That's, but if you give it the best you can, you're going to get the best results you can. Yeah. We and that's that's typically what what we do. And I will say um a lot of those folks uh the the questions that we have that come in about like they had our seed and it wasn't growing right. Mm-hmm. It's always something with either either the like I said the too much canopy is not getting any sunlight or it's just poor soil prep yeah. like we've been talking about if we we've had several of those times or where they ask us something we throw in our two cents tell them what we do and then they come back and they send us pictures or whatever and it's coming up fine perfect example last year my dad bought an 80 acre track mm-hmm. and he wanted our seed because he'd seen all these pictures yeah hang on it's like my beard was rubbing on the mic i was wondering what that was but anyway, I told him, you know, you got to go in there and get a tractor, and we need to disc it up. Well, he had a bulldozer come in there and pushed all these plots up and thought that'd be good enough. Okay? Yeah. What's a bulldozer doing? They're scraping out what's on top. You're yeah. not breaking that soil up. I'm smiling now because I know Bo listens to this podcast, mm-hmm. so he's going to hear this. That's why I'm... And I've heard about this. <laughs> and I'm, he, Steady's still telling me about that seed wasn't no good. <laughs> like, Daddy? It wasn't dissed up. You can't you can't pour seed on top of a concrete and yeah. expect it to go through concrete. Has he never has he never read the parable in the Bible about, you know, the so the sower the sowing the seeds? You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. <laughs> there was that one part he said he threw it on, he threw it in the vines, it got choked out. You gotta yep. till it up. Yeah, you gotta break that soil up, you know. <laughs> Got to have somewhere for them roots to go and for the top to go out top to I reach could, the sun. I could hear him. That seed ain't no good, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, if I take that seed and pour it out in the con- in the parking lot out there, it ain't going to grow. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you can take it. You can take the the wonder seed, and, you know, and put it out in the, your yard. It's not going to come up because you ain't got no. It's a yeah. hard hard bottom. Yeah. But. Anyhow, like the main focus of this is, of this podcast is is one like it's it's in my mind it's it's very doable. Yeah, like very doable. Like a lot of folks that we talk to are, are doing it on these, you know, small parcels or whatever. They've got a you know maybe got twelve hundred acres, you know, some you know, but they're doing it. You know, they're not they're not using like John Deere tractors with thirty seven foot disc. You know, there's. Tommy Nails is a perfect example. There you go. I was trying. I was he, trying to come up with one. He's I got like a thirty horsepower little John Deere, and he, you know, Tommy's an outfitter in Southeast Iowa. Mm-hmm. Some big deer up there, and he's really put emphasis on planting food plots now. And you know, he does all this stuff with this little bitty tractor, and it's working out great. Yeah. He sent me a picture yesterday of some brassicas, yeah. you know, knee high. Yeah. If y'all follow the. Uh primo's hunting on instagram we're always he's mentioned this in the story all the time we always share it yeah of his food plots he has coming up like i said and a lot of times he has mk driving it yeah and Tom, tommy's a perfect example about making big things out of little stuff you know yeah he's got all these little bitty tracks and stuff and got really nice food plots on them but yeah. he, he spends time and does the effort right to get yeah. the right results and i think he would tell you as well as anyone would if you know once you put it once you take the time at one you put in the effort and you get those food plots like you want them, I promise you, you'll see results. Yeah. That I have no doubts. Mm-hmm. You will absolutely see results. But that is the key, is soil prep. 100%. 100%. Um, okay, we've done half an hour already. Um, I think we covered everything. Yeah. As far I mean, as I can think. If anybody's got any more questions, they can reach me or you at yeah. Instagram or 
whatever yeah instagram there's a, the primo's instagram we're, we're not hard to find yeah and i'm not a food plot biologist by any means but i know what works for us <laughs> yeah yeah we can just share what we've done our both of our like i said our successes in anything is just because we've had enough screw-ups we figured out the right way to do it by default absolutely kind of like <laughs> elk hunting i'm gonna figure it out one day <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's gonna do us do us uh for today hope y'all enjoyed it uh if you have any questions like we said hit us up on instagram um yeah as always thank you for listening to the speak the language podcast